Welcome, I'm Joshua Zakoff, and this is Farewell to the Surface, the podcast, where we discuss life beneath the surface. Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man, and makes his flesh his strength whose heart turns away from the Lord. He is like a shrub in the desert, and shall not see any good come. He shall dwell in the parched places of the wilderness, in an uninhabited salt land. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream, and does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green, and is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. That's Jeremiah seventeen, five through seven, I believe. And um, you know, that's the topic of today is uh putting your hope and your trust in man above the Lord. You know what I mean? And in no way am I saying that we don't need the body or we don't need other people or we don't need um, you know, each other. Um I'm just saying that when you place that type of hope and that type of expectation and man above God, then that's a dangerous place and an easy way to end up disappointed, hurt, rejected, uh, things of that nature. God always has to be our main source of hope and trust. And, and so I say all that to say I'm going to share a couple stories and and uh, t- talk a little bit about this today. So um, a couple years ago, I found myself in a place where for the first time in my walk, I, I felt like I was just completely oppressed on every side. You know what I mean? I felt like I had been through a lot with God up until that point, but I was so used to him rescuing me in mighty ways and and showing up in not that long periods of time, right? But I found myself at this time, it seemed like it was a long period of time and there was so much just oppression. I mean, that's the best way I could say it, just depression that I hadn't experienced yet, just, just, you know what I mean? Things like that, um, I was backsliding and stuff like that. And, um, And for the first time in my walk, I said, God, I think I have a demon. Like, I think I need deliverance for real. I need help. And I was crying out to him, but nothing was happening. And so I started reaching out to pastors. I started reaching out to leaders. Like, I need help. Someone needs to help me, right? And every single pastor and leader that I reached out to ignored me. Either they would just completely ignore me or they would say, yeah, let's talk. And then we never would. You know what I mean? Or that, you know, it wouldn't happen. And it started to feel like God didn't, like those doors were getting shut, you know what I mean? And then, and then I started going to like altar calls. I started, uh, I went to like a conference and you know what I mean? I'm seeking it out, like help through prayer and stuff and nothing was happening. And so I, I, I hit this point where I said, all right, God, I said, well, um, I'm going to people and, and, and trying to encounter your freedom through that. It's not working, but I said, I'm not going to stay bound like this. I said, whatever wall is between us, I'm going to kick it down. You know what I mean? And I said, I'm, I'm just going to keep praying. So I started fasting, heavy fasting, heavy prayer. I started really pressing into into heaven for, for my answer, for my breakthrough, right? And I remember one night, I was in my, my prayer chair. My prayer chair used to be right here, actually. It was a little rocking chair I had. And um, I was weak with fasting, right? And, and any of the, you that fast, I know I need to be doing my fasting episode. But anyways, I'm weak with fasting. I'm just kind of rocking my chair to sugar a little just praying in tongues, just praying in tongues, rocking. All of a sudden, 
my room starts filling up with heat. It starts getting hot like a sauna. And then next thing I know, I started feeling queasy. I started uh, feeling sick and nauseous. And it started to increase. And then all of a sudden, I felt this hand come on me. And the hand was like I could feel the fingers on my head and my shoulders and then the palm on my back. And it, it was like the size of my body. And it had a weight and it pushed me to the floor off my chair and I started like coughing my brains out. Uh, I started gagging up stuff. I just started just feeling distress and then this release. And then I just felt the peace and the love of God. And I said, I just got delivered. He just came. You know what I mean? And so I share that to say that I spent, I don't even know, a month, two months, whatever it was, seeking help through man, seeking help through through Christ in man and 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 these people and going to the conference and going to this for prayer. And 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 God didn't show up there because he was showing me your help comes from me. Your deliverance comes through me. And he gave me the grace and the hunger to press into heaven. And I got my deliverance when nobody else would show up for me, when nobody else would answer me. The hand of God itself came into my prayer room and delivered me. You know what I mean? And it was such a, a feeling of, wow. Again, I'm not saying we don't need people. But it was a feeling of it's only you through those people that ever helps anyone. I can't help anybody. You know what I mean? Like, I can't do nothing for nobody. It's, it's just God might flow through me sometimes and, and, and help somebody through me, right? And so, um, I, you know, I say all that to say that I realize that there is such a, um issue in the body of Christ of ido- um, um, idolizing men of God. Like, we think, like, if I just get that guy to pray for me, I'll, I'll be better. If I just get that woman of God to, to lay hands on me, or, or if I could just talk to her. And, and, and we have all these infatuations and ideas in our mind that if we just get close to a, a said person, um, it, it can help us. But it is only through God himself that we will find that. And so another story that comes to mind that radically impacted me and wrecked me was a couple years ago, I was at a conference. And so I'm at this conference and, and in this conference, I remember it was a very powerful conference in the sense that the, power, the presence of God was there. We're, so we're worshiping and the, and the presence of God is filling the atmosphere and I'm, I'm tapping into that and I'm having an encounter. And for me, it was actually... A, I don't, you know, it was a greater encounter than I was used to in a public setting, right? I have more powerful encounters in my, my prayer room, right? But for the most part, but anyways, I'm having this encounter with God and, and I'm getting wrecked and I'm getting, I'm starting to tremble and cry and, and under the power of God and all this stuff, right? And all of a sudden the man that was preaching, uh, he started to walk around to like lay hands on people, you know what I mean? And I'm consumed with God to where I don't even care. You know what I mean? I could hear him on the mic, but I'm just just in my moment with God, right? And all of a sudden, as I was worshiping God, I, like this is a supernatural moment. I can't explain it. The music disappeared. The noise in the atmosphere disappeared. It was almost like white noise. Like the volume turned down to level one. It was like, mm, and I could just barely hear anything. And all of a sudden, I started to hear hearts. <laughs> 
like like if you if you dr- like put something underwater and it plops to the surface and then makes that noise like bloop, I was hearing hearts pop up like that bloop bloop, and I would hear people's hearts and there was maybe eight to twelve hearts I was hearing boom 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 boom, and I don't know who they were exactly, but I could feel where they were around the room, and they were saying oh see me they were all like oh pick me pray for me please, every single one of those people. Their eyes, their heart, their focus was on that man. And they were saying, oh, if he prays for me, oh. And God said, see, their eyes are on the man that I'm using, but they don't realize that the king is in the room. (laughs) Hallelujah, man. Oh, Jesus. And I was wrecked because I was just so stuck in this moment with him. And I said, oh, my gosh, it makes sense. And there is such an issue with that today in the church. And that story I told first, that was my 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 revelation for myself in that for that. I, I was in a situation where I needed help with something, I really needed breakthrough. It was a spiritual matter. And I got I, I went to God first. It didn't happen as fast as I wanted. So then I started looking to other men and leaders and okay, well, you know what I mean? I need help. And I exalted my hope in those men and their, you know, anointing or whatever they walked in. And I'm not dishonoring these men in any way. It's they, they're men of God, right? I reached out to them, though, and God didn't use them to, to deliver me because he was teaching me your hope is not in these people. Your trust is not in these people. It's in me. And so I'm going to read a couple of scriptures. Look, so this is a Psalm 33:18. Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his steadfast love. Psalm 52:7. See the man who would not make God his refuge, but trusted in the abundance of his riches and sought refuge in his own. So I was watching this movie last night, and I think it was called SoundCloud Rap Star, right? And it was about the, the, the SoundCloud era of rappers, right, popping up. And I like watching stuff like that for the sense that it's not necessarily like the most like, uh, um, it's not like the most like pure stuff to watch. But I was watching it because I used to want to be a rapper, you know what I mean? And so I'm infatuated with learning from from that, you know what I mean? And, and it's just interesting for me to watch. And... Um, and so I was watching it because I'm, it's, it's just a wild world we live in. And, and so anyways, I remember one of the guys, he said, yeah, you know, these drugs, these money, they're going to be here forever. Like he had such a confidence and such a trust and a hope in like the, the security of money and drugs that he said it's going to be here forever. And little does he know it's not. Little does he know that everything he's putting his hope into is just as vast as his life. And so just as fleeting, you know, and so, uh, um, you know, so anyway, so, so back to the, you know, what I'm talking about is that, uh, Psalm 146 verse three says, put not your trust in princes in a son of man in whom there is no salvation. When his breath departs, he returns to the earth on that very day, his plans perish. Okay. So. Everything I'm saying is that in no way, again, that I'm saying we don't need these people. It's good to have people praying for you. It's good to reach out like, hey, you know, have a mentor, have peers. We need fellowship. All that is good. But too many people are missing what God has for them because they're expecting it to flow through a man. And they forget that they have the exact same access 
to the Father as that man does. Pray for the grace and the hunger to tap into heaven. Pray for the drive, the hunger, the thirst for righteousness to where it drives you till you get that breakthrough. You know, heaven is 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 not something that just always um, comes in the way that we want in the time that we want. We have to shift ourselves to align with it. It's always available and it's always pleased to come. But we have to be in alignment with it in some way. We need to be in alignment with God and and. and and that takes uh, fasting and prayer to humble ourselves and position our heart to receive that. And sometimes it is a matter of, of just warring and, and, and pressing into the, the things of the Spirit. And, and Because what happens is that the, the enemy will come to oppress you and come to weigh you down. And when he weighs you down, he silences you and he gets you lazy. And so you don't want to pray, you don't want to read, and you just lay there. And it just, it doesn't work that way because as you lay there, you're not in fellowship with God necessarily. You're, you're just, that's what it, the proverb says, the sluggard rolls over in his bed. You know what I mean? And, and I'm not saying God won't just pop up on you. You know what I mean? I remember there was one time where I think I was like, I don't know, like eight months old in Jesus and Jesus and I think I sinned or something. <laughs> and I was on bed rest for like three days. Like I was crying. <laughs> I was inside that was so much condemnation my first like year or two in Christianity, right? Um and I was in bed for three days. Like I wouldn't even get out of bed. I was just laying there just crying. Just, oh God. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. God's sending me to hell. <laughs> and I got so sad. And then I remember after three days, when I came to the end of myself, you guys, this is what I'm this is what I want to point out. It's because there's some type of pride in there, right? When I came to the end of myself, I remember the Holy Spirit just popped up like the third day, just quiet, calm, loving. He said, all right, you done? You ready? You ready to get back to work? And as soon as I heard the Father's voice, I said, yes, I'm back in. <laughs> I'm back in. And so I, I jumped up and I said, oh, God, I'm making the devil pay. I ran down the street to the 7-Eleven little shopping center. I ran into every single store. I ran up to every single person. I said, Jesus loves you. Jesus is God. Da, da, da. I want to pray for you. I just And I bas and I just blasted the gospel, blasted seeds, and, and just was praying for people and, and all this. And it was just my way of being like, the devil hit me. I'm, I'm going to hit him back and piss him off now, right? You know, but I'm not saying that that was the most pure-hearted uh, way to be, but it was just a funny story to think back on. Because was, it was a couple of times where I did that, where I was laid in bed like, like a dead person for two days, three days, because I thought I just ruined everything in my life. And um, God is faithful, but, um, you know, that's that's really all I wanted to talk about. And so 15 minutes into this, you know, slow. So on um, Romans 13, verse 8, it says, uh, oh, actually, let me, let me read this, because I didn't read this. Look, so Psalm uh, 118.8 says, It is better to take refuge in the Lord than trust in man. And I'm just giving you scripture, right? Because I don't, I, I, I want to back this up with scripture. I know especially, sometimes I'll just come straight out the heart and won't really bring up scripture. But I know some of y'all, uh, especially with stuff like this, people want to hear scripture. They go, back it up. Back up the word, bro, with the word. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is uh, Psalm 146, verse 5. 
through eight. Look, blessed is he whose help is from the God of Jacob, whose hope is the Lord his God, who made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, who keeps faith forever, who executes justice for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets the prisoners free. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. And so the last thing that I want to say is that the Lord does all these things. He sets the prisoners free. He opens the eyes of the blind. He lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous, right? And so our help comes from God. Our help doesn't come from man. Me sitting here, I have absolutely nothing to give any of you guys. I have absolutely nothing I can give you. I just share my, my experiences and my stories uh, of my own journey with God. And 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 in doing that, I, I trust that the Holy Spirit and, and the the testimony of it will will put shed light on something that you may or may not be going through and that's really the only hope for it and i also enjoy talking about them and thinking back on these stories and um and it's a good reminder for myself in romans 13 verse 8 it says oh no one anything except to love each other for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law and so i say that to say that nobody owes you anything either the 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 people that you know ignored me and didn't get back to me and that I don't care you know what I mean it it just you know what I mean and the, here's the thing I didn't I don't get sucked into getting uh, offended by stuff like that and here's why I thank God for those things I praise God for those things and the reason why is because it pressed me into Him it's a blessing in disguise right because I could have oh okay and this get this help but no it it, it pushed me away from from a faulty security system, and then God gave me the grace and the strength to press into the source of security, right? So I got denied by man. I got rejected by men, in a sense. Maybe maybe what they weren't aware they did it, whatever it was, but get rejected from man, and God showed me this man can help you on the platform, This, right? But it pushed me into prayer, which pushed me into the presence, which pushed me into my breakthrough. And so now my trust and my hope is in God alone. You know what I mean? Anything I'm facing, I'm going to press into heaven until I see my breakthrough. You know what I mean? There are times, though, that God will pass your blessing through men. So don't, don't mishear me. I'm not saying by any means that won't happen. But um, no one owes us anything is what I'm saying. All that I owe anybody is, is to love them the best of my ability, the way that Christ loved me. But nobody owes me anything. I don't need anybody to do anything for me. I don't expect anybody to show up for me. And so that's that's the thing is that, like, what are you going to do if, like, let's say your whole walk, you've been, you know, having men support you. And and you, you've been going to, you know, a, a church for all your answers. You've been going to a Bible study that's led by some other man for all your answers. Um. What are you going to do when they don't answer and you don't know how to pray? Like, what are you going to do when that, that person moves across the country or, God forbid, dies? Or what are you going to do? So God always has to be our source that we can turn to in a time of trouble. So it's cool when those things happen through man. But when they don't, no worry. I got Jesus, right? And so I'm going to end the... the episode with that you know god bless you guys and uh keep putting your faith in jesus you know what i mean amen